Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. We're coming to you Friday night, May 14th. The Dallas Mavericks just held on against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, well, a semblance of the Toronto Raptors to win 110 to 114. Josh, what is happening? Um, I'm ready for the playoffs, man. Uh, <laughs> I really wish this was the last game of the regular season. Which it would have been if DFW. Well, no, this is the co- the next one's the co. If they didn't have COVID, this is a right. COVID makeup game. Um, I'm just I'm ready. I'm I'm tired of watching the Mavericks play mostly bad, terrible basketball teams. I'm, I want to I want to see the playoffs, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and so for for anybody that didn't get a good look at the game, the Raptors sat nine guys. For a variety of reasons, they played a seven-man bench. They have, I mean, they did not. They did not field an NBA roster. Um, no, this was this was mostly this was a very G League-ish roster. And, and the Mavericks did the thing where they played down to their competition, and they they shot the ball well from three in the first half, which gave them a a, a kind of people were all we'll talk about this later in the pod but people were pissy in my mentions where i'm just like they're not like they should be killing this team and they just didn't they just didn't have the energy they didn't respect their opponent and their opponent took it to them uh freddie gillespie uh malachi flynn um the the harris kid who i think is from duncanville really just played with no fear and didn't respect the mavs because the mavs didn't really come ready to play and uh, they really fought back and scored a ton of points in the paint against the Mavericks, which is something else we'll get to later. I think they scored, let me see here, points in the paint. Yeah, 54 points in the paint. Um, not great, Bob. And you know the, the Mavericks just kind of held on good enough because Jalen Brunson played out of his mind. Uh, Porzingis had a nice offensive game, which was good to see because he was, you know, uh, uh, nine for 19 with 21 points, um, 10 boards, which is good, including five offensive ones, which were really helpful. I, I think he offensively, he just, he matters more when he's playing um, good defense or I'm sorry, uh, uh, grabbing good off, offensive rebounds. It just, it, it infects his game. He didn't get to the line at all, um, but I think he had, at least he had some opportunities around the basket where he could have. Uh, I still wish the man would drive right uh, on offense. He just will not drive right. I, I don't get it. Um, but that's, you know, a complaint for another time. Uh, Luca was pretty bad on offense, though. He still finished with 20 points, 10 rebounds and 11 assists. Just not his, you know, seven of 19 from the floor. He's had some, some rough nights offensively. And then Jalen Brunson kind of kept the Mavericks in it with an eight of 11 performance where he looked like he did it mid season. So. You know, that was kind of what pulled the Mavs through it because Tim Hardaway was bad. I guess Dorian Finney-Smith had another nice game, 17 points on six of eight shooting. So Dorian won the game. Yeah, uh, with the threes uh, down the stretch. Yeah, he made back-to-back threes uh, that if he missed both of them, it would have been a tie game with like two minutes left. And then once you get to that point, you know, you're in it's spooky, anything goes zone. So, uh, yeah, he was he had a really good offensive game. You're right about Luca. Um, he, he turned it on a little bit when he needed to, in terms of scoring before the fourth quarter, I think he was three of 11 from the four, uh, which is just, you know, really bad against this team against specifically against this Raptors team. He was passing really well. I mean, 11 assists and one turnover. I mean, in the first half he was, I mean, he was just picking apart this 
this Raptors team, you know, kind of felt a little unfair. You know, these right. guys, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, just have no, they don't, I doubt they've ever played against someone like Luca. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys are rookies or G League guys. I mean, what uh, Jalen Harris, this was his 13th uh, NBA game of his career. And I think, is he an undrafted free agent or was, no, he was a late, oh, basically an undrafted free agent. He was the 59th overall pick. Right of the draft. Uh, oh, by the way, he scored 31 points on 21 <laughs> shots. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty funny. But yeah, it was. I think the first half they kind of coasted off their hot three point shooting, uh, and then the three stopped falling, and they didn't really adjust too much. They kind of just kept doing. They kind of just kept floating through the game, and the Raptors were like, "All right, and uh, you know, we'll fine. We'll we'll make this a game then." Uh, and the Mavericks didn't really respond until, you know, the last three minutes or so of the fourth quarter. Luca, I think, did did some more scoring near the rim. He had a good dunk. He had a couple of good shots around the basket, so that helped a lot. So, yeah, it's hard. To be honest, it's really hard for me to talk about this game because, you know, the Mavericks have – even though that this is the game that actually clinched the Mavericks not being in the, in the play and they've clinched mm-hmm. the top six seed, it's kind of felt like they've – clinched for a couple of weeks now because they've just been playing so well in terms of just racking up the wins and like I don't learn anything about this team like if they want if they won or even if they lost like I don't even know if I would be like freaking out or raising any alarm bells because it's just kind of this game just kind of feel it felt like a preseason game like it's so weird there were stakes the Mavericks needed to win like they really did they needed to yep. win uh, and they didn't play well enough but we've seen this I mean, Kirk, how many times have we seen this exact game? I mean, they played a Pistons roster that was basically comparable to this uh, without Luka a couple weeks ago, and they also, you know, limped through most of that game until they they pulled away in the fourth quarter because Tim Hardaway Jr. went crazy. Like, I don't know. They're not going to play Jalen Harris and, and Michaela Flynn in the, in the playoffs, so right. they'll probably fare better. You know, they're going to they're gonna play the Clippers and the Nuggets. They're going to be on national TV every game. Like. The, you know they'll be ready uh so i don't know it's just hard for me to good or bad it's hard for me to really take much from this game yeah yeah i mean what i want to talk about and this is something that people aren't interested in hearing is i'm looking for a team that is I'm trying to think how to phrase this because i understand what you're talking about like getting to the playoffs is very important But what this game did for me and where I was very frustrated was I needed to see after Porzingis had missed this many games and understanding it was injury, it was getting his body right. That's very, very important. But what I had hoped to see was some sort of defensive uh, progress with the team and where people get very unhappy with me, particularly online, is I point out that Chris Stapps Porzingis is the quarterback of the defense. He is the linchpin. He is the one that makes all of the the schematic choices click. And if he's not playing well, the defense stinks. Now, to be fair to him, the defense also stunk from every other Mavericks player. Every other Mavericks player. And that's something that's been a problem throughout the year. The Mavericks are asking Porzingis to do a lot. But this is what they're asking him to do. It is not out of the ordinary to expect my man to try 
and he i mean he doesn't try man it's it, there's a there's a good theory that i like that i want to believe the fan of me wants to believe that he is resting himself to go all out in the playoffs i would love that to be true but do you, does anyone actually believe that like in your heart of hearts, do you think that's something that 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 Chris Porzingis can do? That he can show up to the first game against the Los Angeles Clippers, which seems kind of likely at the moment, or or you know MVP Nikola Jokic and just turn it on? Is that you know? Yeah, and can he turn it on after stuff? You know, rehabbing two ginormous knee surgeries. Right, in the right. It's year? not his fault per se. No, I just ugh, go ahead. I'm, it's I just, cut you off. I know. No, I'm just saying, you know, that could be it. But like, you know, there are perfectly logical reasons why he might not be able to move as well as he would want or or should. I mean, he's had a meniscus surgery last year. He the year before that, he was coming back from an ACL. I mean, he's been hurt every just about every single offseason. He has entered it nursing some sort of injury. And they've almost been all to his lower body. Um, he's had the ankle injury that led to the knee soreness, which is a worry that you know, you know, that his knee can can act up when any part of his lower body hurts. Right. So, like, it wouldn't. I mean, the, the what you're the scenario you're saying is the glass half full, and the, the scenario I'm talking about is the glass half empty, and we won't really know. We won't know until the playoffs. How can right. how can we know? We won't no. know. And and. So for the folks who get just so bothered by me, this it's looking for four. It's not killing him for now. It's wanting to see it so that it just doesn't magically happen in the playoffs. Because if he gets cooked like this in the playoffs against, you know, by a good team, then we have as as a fan base and the Mavericks as a franchise have a real problem on their hands real problem because the way the team is designed it's for him to matter on defense and if he can't then that's that's a little frightening and and we we probably shouldn't talk about it too much now yeah i mean you know luca is only going to be so good on the defensive end uh you know, unless, you know, he reaches a level that we're not saying he's going to always be a liability, so to speak, but he's not going to be one of your better defensive. He's probably not going to be one of your best defensive players uh, going forward. He might be someone who's adequate. He might turn himself around like Dirk did, where Dirk was more than competent, but he's not going to be like your defensive linchpin. So if you're if your two best players are both on average, you know, minus defenders or just adequate that's hard to build, you know, hard to build a roster around. So, right. yeah, I mean, the KP has to be good, has to be good. I mean, that was all, you know, that's the whole point. They needed the rim protector for Luca. Like that's, and, and he, and he can also be a second star with the scoring, but yeah, uh, Kirk, the, the Raptors shot 18 of 24 at the rim, uh, 75% league average is 64%. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it right now. So, and you look at the shot chart, I'm looking at it for the Raptors. It is hilarious. Um, they, how many field? I'm sorry, I know I'm doing the math on the fly. So they made they made 42 field goals, and it looks like 
about 17, no, 27 of them were at the rim or in the paint. Yeah. Um, they did not do anything for mid range. They didn't shoot from the corners. They made a lot of threes above the break. Like, it's just really funny. They did all of their damage in the paint at the rim. And that, you know, that just goes to what you're saying. And it's not just Kristaps, because when Kristaps no, no. bench, it's yeah. Dwight Powell, who we, you know, we love him for his effort, or I do at least. And I love him for a lot of other things. But, you know, he is a, he is a, a mop with arms guarding the rim. And that's just how he is. Uh, well, I'll say that. well, I mean, the, there's also just a, a team mindset that's different whenever Powell is back there the whole game versus KP, because I think there's sort of this, this team wide understanding or hope that, oh, the 7 3 guy is going to help cover for me. You know, there's it, it just watching Richardson and Dorian get blown by things of that, you know. That just happened, you know. Luca too got got his butt kicked, and and there's just kind of this this probably this mental component of oh we have a shot blocker back there, and he's just not that at least not right now, or at least he hasn't been, and and at least since March. And so I, I'm just I'm kind of curious as to what long term expectations are from fans. It's just like you think it's going to be the 2000 you know one Lakers where he just goes nuts in the playoffs. That would be awesome. I would love to get yelled at and dunked on about this. Unfortunately, I'm probably right that this is just kind of who he is, and the Mavericks are probably going to be concerned. And and I just I don't mind people calling me names. Like God, there were some funny tweet responses to me where people get mad at me about this stuff. Forty year old virgin is the funniest, like best. Like that's just a, such a random burn. It was great, um, but it, it's it's not a personal thing. It's this is how this team is designed. And, and I don't understand people that don't get that because, you know, beating the Raptors is something that should have happened. It should have happened. So that it was an escape and tense is, is I'm glad they won, but it's also, you know, hard to be like, oh, this, I feel really good. I feel really good about, you know. Yeah, but then win. We, have how, we have so much evidence that, like, if let's say this was the middle of the regular season and they were playing – um milwaukee on abc saturday night tomorrow they mm-hmm. they win or you know they probably look really good or they'd win like it's yeah like it's just hard to there's things from this game that, that we can like you're pointing to that are obviously like they happened and they're bad but man this math season has been so up and down and the way that they have played really well against good teams and and frankly really poor yeah considering how good they are against bad teams it's like how much do you want to dig in because they're about to play however many games they're going to play against maybe the league MVP or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And they're probably going to, you know, it's just going to be a different effort. I I mean, it's annoying and it's something that this Mavs team, when they get back next season and hope, you know, things will be normal, have a normal off season, you know, normal fans, uh, every, you know, It'll be it'll be more normal, so we'll we'll see what happens. But it has to be part of the maturity with Luca, because it, it starts with him. Because I mean, he's yeah. the one who plays, seems to have these bad games or bad efforts uh, in these non-marquee matchups. So yes, uh, that that needs to change. Uh, and then the, you know he sets the tone. Everything else follows suit. So if he comes out playing like his ass is on fire against these bad teams, you know everyone else down the chain will hopefully in turn follow suit uh mm-hmm. so so we'll see i mean that's not going to be you know the season's over they play they play against the timberwolves 
it's probably going to be a game that looks like this and make us frumpy. Well, and then game one of the that. playoffs is probably going to be a total 180. It's funny you say that because Matt Moore just tagged me and he, he said he's expecting Dallas to tank like hell on Sunday. To just tank like hell and try to face the Nuggets, which would... I mean, oh my God, like, I don't even know what to do with that. Like just, so, okay. So to, to kind of couch my frustrations, my frustrations are, are within the context of that. The playoffs are immediately like the playoffs are just soon. And so it's like these things where I'm just like, all right, I want them to handle this and show, give me something to where I can, I can latch onto it and say, all right, I feel good about the play, the Mavericks because of the recency of this. And I don't have that. They have won some games against some terrible teams. They've won a they, lot of games. They won, yeah, but you know they they lost to to Memphis when they didn't show up. And then the argument that you're telling me, which is a good one, let me be clear on that, is the Mavericks play better for games that matter, right? That's yeah. that's kind of what the over and we just we have evidence of this that it's like statistically significant. I just can't shake the feeling for me that when it gets into the the real nitty gritty against either of the teams that they're going to play, that that is not enough because they haven't been consistent in some areas of effort where it's controllable for them. I mean, it is because defense and effort are controllable and the Mavericks just haven't, I mean, they're tired. They're ready to get through it. And so I'm probably overreacting. Yeah, it's just I, it's it's a lot. It's hard to shake when they go against a really good team, and despite their record against good teams, you know you're like, are we going to get the Mavs that absolutely spanked the Warriors when their season looked like it was out of a little maybe going out of whack, or are we going to get the Mavs that uh, lost three times to the Kings in the span right. of three weeks? Like, are we right. going to? Are we going to get the Mavs that beat the Lakers back-to-back games and games they absolutely had to have it? Or are we going to get the Mavs that got their pants pulled down by Memphis when they, you know, toward the end of the season? So I, I understand, you know. Yeah. And some of these wins have been a little fool's gold. Like, those two Detroit wins were almost like losses in my in my brain because they played so poorly. <laughs> uh, and Detroit is so bad. Detroit is so bad. Right. And and they barely, barely beat those two teams. Or those two games. So, so I get it, but you know, maybe they'll look like the team that, that beat Brooklyn. And honestly, you know, that that was a one thirteen one Oh nine win. That felt like they, they thoroughly outplayed them. Maybe yeah. they'll play like they played against Utah. The last time they played Utah and beat them by uh, eight points. So the, the range, I think what's frustrating about this Mavs team is that the range of outcomes is vast. Uh, I don't think anyone would be like, if I went up to not just you, but anyone on our staff or fans and would be like, would you be surprised if the Mavericks made the Western conference finals? There'd probably no. be a bunch of no. And then would, be, yeah. would you be surprised if the Mavericks lost in five games in the first round? No, probably be the mm-hmm. same reaction. So, right. Uh, and we got to see it's, it's prove it time. I think I said this last game, uh, last game podcast we did, but uh, you know, Maxi has to get healthy and he has to prove it because he had a bad playoffs. Uh, Dorian did okay, but he can, can he carry over what he's doing the last month and in the playoffs? Kristaps uh, only played two and a half games. Can he play a full playoff series? Uh, Powell was not, Powell and Brunson and Willie Cauley Stein were not in the bubble and they didn't play in the playoffs. So what do they look like in the playoffs? Like there's just, there's a lot of unknown with this team uh, because the playoff environment can be so different. 
that it's hard to to me it's just hard to predict that's why i'm ready i've been ready for the since they kind of settled themselves and, and established themselves as like okay they're not you know the trash fire team they were when they were nine and 14 they're, they're, yep. they when they recovered it's been like okay let's get to the playoffs because that's that's when you learn that's when you know uh what kind of team you have and and, and we'll we'll see what happens yep well, that's probably all we should talk about. You and I, will we've actually managed to talk for a good 20 minutes on this, which is oh, wow. probably better than the game deserved. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a post-game locker room, and then I'll, uh, the, for those of you who are listening, I'll share it sometime tomorrow afternoon. I, I know that these the locker rooms are kind of, I've been asking for feedback, and, and they, they really do split down the middle between people who absolutely love kind of the fan hangout, and then people are just like, no, nah, this isn't for me. So I'm going to keep doing them, though, and then, you know, you have your choice to, to whether you want to – I'm going to try to put timestamps and stuff so you can really know, you know, how much of, of the, the things you want to watch or listen to if you want to avoid it at all. But uh, we appreciate everybody's things. We're on record. Uh, we're on pace for another pretty preposterous month as far as our podcast. And it's because of people like you who are listening. So uh, thank you. Um, you got anything else, Josh? Uh, I'll hit you with something I tweeted just a minute ago. Uh, the Mavericks are going to finish with a better win percentage this season than last season. Mm. So that just goes to show, like, you know, if I didn't tell you that and I said, you know, which Mavs team do you think is better? You'd probably say last season's. But, uh, I mean, the Mavericks really played like crap in the bubble until the they playoffs. Did. So they that kind of tank, tanked uh, that win percentage. But, I mean, it's that's crazy. If COVID, winter storm, Kristaps not playing a full season despite the, you know, Luca being out of shape, role players wildly slumping, I mean, Dude, Josh Richardson came off the bench, and while he clinched this game with those clutch free throws, I mean, he was nothing tonight. He yes, like he there is he might be out of sight, out of mind uh, when the playoffs roll around uh, with the way he's been playing for the last month. Uh, and if I would have told you that in December before the season started, you would everyone would be freaking out. They'd be pissing their pants. Like right, and Maxi like doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of wild crap happening. You're and right. they're still and they're getting through it, and they've got a better win percentage last season. So maybe it's just just let it ride, and then let's see what happens to the playoffs, and then we can either we can unload the takes, uh, good or bad. Yep. All right, we will be back on Sunday uh, evening ish. They play an early game. It's like a six p.m. game. Thank I don't God. know if that's my time or your time, but that'd be kind of neat. We can go to bed, or you Wait. can go to bed. I'm looking at oh oh I'm looking at the ESPN schedule and it's off. So no, I mean they've, right. they've changed stuff like four times. So we'll yeah. figure it out between now and then. Is the point? That good. Um, yeah, this has been Josh and Kirk on Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we will talk to you soon.